The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Rustling up the best search marketing news and views in the European Union. It's time to saddle up with the Search Cowboys. From Berlin to Bucharest, the Search Cowboys will round up the best search marketers from Europe and around the world to discuss search engine marketing, social media, and more. Now, here are the Search Cowboys, Bass Vandenbelt and Roy Hoiskies. Welcome to Search Cowboys. We are on the Webmaster Radio channel and we are live again. It's our third show already and fourth show if you count in the pre-show we had. And with me on the phone, of course, is my fellow host, Roy. Are you there, Roy? Hey, boss. I'm there. Good. How are you doing? Uh, fine, fine. Good. Well, we have a, a surprise for our listeners. We've got someone else on the phone also with us. Uh, on the phone is Matthew Wood from the UK. Hi, Matthew. Are you there? Hey, Baz. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Good. Thank you. Good, good having you on the show. Uh, let's try and give the, our listeners some insight in who you are. So let's uh, start off first. Uh, could you tell us a little who you are? And then we're going to go on with the show as, as regular and you're going to join in uh, what we're going to talk about. So, could you tell us who you are? Yeah, of course. Um, well, it's, my name's Matt. Um, I'm from the UK. I'm uh, really from the affiliate world. Um, I've been an affiliate really for the past 10, in fact, uh, no, it's 12 years. Um, sort of marketing along the whole spectrum from SEO, social media, product feeds, all those kind of things. Um, run a couple of businesses here in Bristol. And uh, the second one of those is the AFU Expo conference series. So, um, yeah, which is coming up. Uh, in a, yeah, which is coming up in October. So the affiliate uh, conference, the FU Expo, it's in uh, in October in London, yes. right? It's in the middle of October, thirteenth and fourteenth, down at the Excel Center in London. Yep. Oh, good. Looking forward to it. We're going to talk about the FU a little later on, but first we're going to speak uh, about some new stuff. We do that every time on the show, and we talk about uh, some stuff that happened in uh, in the past week. Since we uh, were on last time, last Thursday, Google has been uh, on the news uh, again a lot. Well, that's no news, of course. Uh, Google's on the news very much. We had a couple of similar stories going on about Google, and it's it's really about Google having to take a step back. Um, the first one is that Google said to the Swiss authorities that they would uh, blur their images in, in Street View a little bit more. If you remember, we talked about it before that uh, Google uh, had uh, some commissioner in uh, in Switzerland opposing to uh, Google Street View. He actually said it should close down all the way. Um, and Google apparently said, well, okay, he's, he's right. We're going to blur the images more and uh, we're going to try to uh, be more uh, compelling to, uh, uh, to those in, in Switzerland. Which is, uh, uh, well, I thought it was kind of surprising. I don't know what you thought, Roy, but... Um, for me, it was surprising that Google said, well, we're going to do it the way that that they're asking us to do it. We're, we're not uh, familiar with that. Uh, Google used to do it its own way, but I think the, the heat is on in the kitchen right now. 
and they're really um, yeah looking out for for not being uh, too hot on the on, on the privacy thing. I mean, this is their biggest biggest issue with with, with pe- of people's biggest issue with Google, and yeah. they're going to give people what they want. Yeah, the thing is, is, the question is why now? Because there have been. Uh, other countries which have opposed, uh, if I remember correctly, I don't know if you remember that, Matthew, but I heard that in the in the UK there were actually people trying to stop the street view cars in person, so stepping in front of the car. Yeah, I think they were throwing eggs and things like that at it. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that there was there was kind of some um, resilience against it, but um, I, I think that was in the very early stages, and, and now it's all kind of become more of a useful tool. So uh, the, the mass majority are, are more pro it. Yeah. So, so why why would Google then uh, say to Switzerland, one of the countries who's neutral, uh, <laughs> say, well, okay, we're going to do what you guys want? I thought it was pretty surprising. Well, I think Google Google's European office is over there as well. Zurich is one of the biggest offices. Has probably something to do with that. And I think if you look at the privacy right now, every everybody's complaining about privacy issues at Google. I mean, yeah. this one, the book, the book deal, it's all there, and they're all. Google's want to keep the people happy because if they don't, they have to back down from a lot of other privacy things as well. If they wake up the dog, uh, stuff will go wrong for them and they have to change a whole lot of other privacy things which are more precious to them than probably a little bit of blurred images on Google Images or uh, Google Maps. Yeah, well, this, this, this could be something that's waking up the dogs. If, if they're saying to Switzerland, okay, we're going to do as you want, then maybe Greece, it will be the next one saying, hey, uh, how about us? And, and then yeah, Portugal I think, goes. And I don't think they don't care about Greece as well. Uh, I think they care about their search data and the privacy issues uh, locked up with that because um, Google isn't allowed to keep IP addresses with searches. Uh, following European law, and I think the whole structure of Google is based on keeping those uh, uh, IPs uh, at least. Um, yeah. there's, one other, there. there's one other thing that might have played a part in, in why they're doing this now is that they've just launched the uh, uh, the businesses part, which go in, in Street View. Uh, okay. You can now, uh, at least in the US, you can uh, add your business to Street View, which is of course something that they're going to make money off in the future. So. Could be also that that has something to do with it. Something on the augmented reality side of things. Ah uh, no, I don't, I don't know if it's really augmented reality. It's just um, and what you can do now is you can go to a specific uh, the town uh, in the US or a place in the US, and you can uh, click on uh, like you do with Google Maps on uh, on an icon to go to uh, the specific uh, um, the business, and then you can actually see the the outside of the business. Ah okay. So uh, it's uh, it's just a pretty nice feature, actually. Uh, John Myers, one of our bloggers, is going to write a post about something similar, um, which I, I looked into for the first time this uh, uh, this week, and uh, he's going to write a post about it, which is even really, really, really nice. It's, it's better than uh, than Google Street View. You can actually go inside the businesses, which is pretty amazing. You can actually go, go enter the door and just go in and and look around, which is uh, which is pretty fun. Anyway, um, Google uh, Brewing Switzerland, they, they stepped, uh, stepped aside on another uh, issue, uh, something which has come up uh, several times on this show also, um, the Google Books issue. Last Monday, there was a hearing in the European Union, and uh, the hearing was about the Google Book deal, uh, which Google made with the American libraries. They decided to... Um, Google decided to step back a little and say, well, okay, we're going to do two things. We're going to 
first of all get some Europeans in our committee to look uh, at what's going on with the Google books if we're doing the right stuff. And second, the most important one is that they're going to try to keep out books which are still being sold in Europe. And that was the biggest op- opposed, uh, what, how do you call that, the biggest thing they're, they're people opposed to, that they would be scanning in books which are still for sale in Europe. And I'm not going to do that now. So that that's really also a big step from Google to uh, to take, I think. Agree. I think it has to do with the same issues. Uh, they just don't don't want to take all those heat, all that heat right now and and lose over other um, maybe more important things than than right now those book deals. True. Yeah. True. So Matthew, you read a lot of books online, or how do you read? Um, yeah, not podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, podcasts. Um, yeah, online a little bit, but um, mostly on the go. Yeah, I haven't uh, tried a Kindle or stuff or anything like that uh, until now. So I'm, I don't know if if it would be useful for having books online and read them online. But I can imagine that, especially for students, it could be very interesting if if, if books are digitized. If I, if I would have digitized book when I was in college, I would have made a lot of. Uh, I, I would have saved a lot of money. That's that's for sure. <laughs> would you have plagiarized? <laughs> would you have copied it all? <laughs> uh, no, that's what I did. No, I not, now I copied it. <laughs> but, uh, still, I think a lot of students cents, do that. Yeah, it was still ten, ten cents to copy, so still a lot of money for a student at least. Could have bought, bought a lot of beers for that, and uh, if I could could have found it online, well, would have saved me a lot of money. Or I would have dropped out of college pretty fast since I don't like to read online. <laughs> that yeah. would have probably happened in my case. <laughs> yeah, could have, could have been also, yeah. Anyway, there was there was one more Google thing which was in the news, um, which is that um, we talked, uh, there was a news item last week first where we were a bit surprised about was that Google was the new search engine on the BT Yahoo uh, um, portal, which was quite quite surprising because Yahoo made it the big deal of course but then this week there was another announcement saying that BT makes a Google deal and BT is now going to offer AdWords support in the UK so uh, if you put one on one together that that would that mean that probably the deal between uh, Google Yahoo BT Google being the new search engine has something to do with this deal what do you well, think Roy? I think um, it Maybe it is. Uh, I, I can also imagine this being two completely different divisions of of, of the British Telecom. So they don't know um, what's happening on one side of the company. That I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case as well. But I think it's 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 a natural way for British Telecom to do to do this sort of uh, deals because what they what they do is they're a service company. They provide access to phone, internet, and stuff like uh, maybe television. I don't know if they do. But they, they provide access and provide a service, and what they do right now is provide a little bit of more service. Um, maybe this is a logical deal for a lot of um, uh, hardware kind of service things uh, providers to, to uh, expand their businesses because they cannot grow anymore. Because, uh, uh, they cannot gain more market share, I think, because it's pretty much settled down I mean, the, the yeah. amount of providers right now. Probably, Matthew. Is it is it is it a logical step? If you if if you see the deal, did, were you surprised or did you think, well, okay, that's 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 a step which uh, which which they should make? 
Sure. I was a little bit surprised, but then, you know, it's a commercial deal. Um, the big guys at either company have decided to do this um, for whatever reason. So, I mean, I think I agree with Roy. I mean, if, if you're providing a better service, a better um, result for the consumer, then, then that's going to be better in the long term for them uh, to, to increase the revenue from the search channel. Yeah, I agree. So, it was, is is BT BT is one of the biggest in in the UK, right? On on what they're doing, it's it's pretty huge. I mean, you have like Virgin Media, um, British Telecom, and other smaller uh, sort of ISPs, but uh, they're certainly uh, the biggest, um, I believe, in the marketplace at the moment. Yes. Oh. Were there any surprised reactions in the in the UK, or did any everybody just take it uh, as it was and just say, okay, well, that's it. There was a few kind of on the search blogs, I think, in the UK, but you know, certainly in affiliate land didn't, didn't get much exposure. And, and there was a few uh, exposure in, in magazines or the journals like New Media Age and uh, Revolution, but uh, from what I'm aware, not a great deal of um, coverage on it. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we're going to go to commercials in a minute, and we're going to talk, continue talking uh, to Matthew after the break, and then we're going to talk about stuff he's really interested about, and that's uh, affiliate stuff and A4U Expo. And uh, Brasco, could you take us to the commercials, and we'll be right back after this break. Search Cowboys will be back on the trail after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at bruceclay.com. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Search Cowboys on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And we're back after the break. We were talking about Google before the break. After the break, we're going to talk about uh, affiliate stuff and A4U, and that's why we uh, brought uh, Matthew Wood on the show. He's uh, one of the organizers, well, actually the organizer, if I could say, of A4U Expo, which is going to be um, in London in October. And um, I know I'm going to be there, and I think a lot of people are going to be there, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Matthew, could you, uh, in short, tell us what 
A Few Expo is all about. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, A Few Expo is an affiliate marketing conference um, for Europe. Um, we have two shows, one in uh, London in October and one uh, in mainland Europe, which was this year um, in Amsterdam. Yep. So um, the, the show itself covers many different aspects of affiliate marketing. So uh, all the affiliates out there will know that it's not just about SEO or social media um, or other sort of traffic generation techniques. It's, a, it's about a whole package. So that's what we try and cover at, uh, at our event to, to make sure that we give affiliates and entrepreneurs and publishers out there sort of the cutting edge uh, techniques and strategies to, uh, to, to get one over on their competitors, I guess. Yeah, that's and and the the reason you're doing this is is to get affiliates, um, well, the, the knowledge they 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 need they need, uh, they need to, to do a, a good job affiliating. <laughs> I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's a word, but uh, that's that's the reason why you set it up, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it started from sort of networking events around the country. So we had one in London, Bristol, Edinburgh, um, and then moved on to a, a bigger conference because that's what was demanded. Um, it followed on from kind of events like in the US, such as uh, Affiliate Summit and Affiliate Convention, um, and it was a natural so, progression. So the, the, the affiliate shows you're, you're doing before uh, the, 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 the actual AFU Expo, that's actually what originally was, it was all about. That's right. We were doing sort of networking events for probably five to six years before um, our very first conference in 2007. So we, uh, we were getting people together back then. Okay, because I, I was figured I, I thought, well, well, that's a good good way to promote your show to go and uh, go go around and do uh, little networking events before the show. But it yep. actually is it's actually the other way around. I didn't know that. That's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I'm, I must say I went to uh, AFU uh, Amsterdam for the first. That was the first AFU I I, I went to, uh, and I was really 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 surprised about how well it was organized because I I, I go to a lot of conferences and uh, it was really well organized. Um, Thanks. What what does it take to organize a, a show like that? It must must be well a lot of work. It is it is a huge amount of work. I mean, we're we're a pretty small team here in Bristol. So, um, especially something like Amsterdam, which is taking uh, the conference to a new a new country, um, a new culture, um, and, and certainly things like the financials and getting registered for things like the uh, the VAT and, and stuff is is quite a headache. But the end result is is getting everybody together, and you can see you know everybody having fun and, and sort of getting lots out of the event. So that really what drives us forward. Yeah, was uh, was the fact that it was in Amsterdam? Um, uh, was it more focused on on, for example, Germany and on, and Holland and less on the UK, or did that uh, did that didn't that matter? Um, well, we we chose Amsterdam because it was a neutral venue. Um, what we didn't want to do first time out is to is to say have a show in in maybe Germany or France and, and make it a uh, a very German focused event. And we wanted to bring the you know the whole of Europe together because the the, the opportunities I guess are very borderless. You know you can you can pretty much work in uh, Germany. Um, but being ba- be based in the UK with a little bit of help from, you know, a few students doing some translation. The technology yeah. is the same and the techniques are the same. All it is the, uh, is a, a small language barrier, and, and that's it. Is that all the language barrier? Because if 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 you look at SEO, for example, then language it's more than just a language barrier. It's also a cultural barrier, and um, yeah, I, that, that's a big difference. How is that in the affiliates uh, market? Um, it, it very much depends what niche you're going to push. Um, I, mean, I mean, if you know something like um, 
let's say, um, you know, handbags. You have a blog about handbags. Uh, I don't know why I chose that one, but um, you, you know the products are going to be the same. You want um, to tell us something, uh, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Some handbags. There's, there's many niches you can. Um, you know, the products are the same. The, the, the merchants are sometimes the same because they're international, um, and the desire for handbags is is the same also, and, and that can be translated across many other things like holidays. You know, uh, you know people like to go on holiday you just have to know the cultural barrier and all the cultural techniques on where they go on holiday and, and promote them in that way and that's where you can get help from um, either hiring people locally or you, you know students from certain countries working uh, at universities in your local country yeah I must say that um, you know what? If you, if I thought of affiliate a couple of years ago, I started started to trying out some some stuff, some affiliate stuff. And at first, I always thought, well, that's that's the easy money. Well, yeah. it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, affiliate is not easy. It's you have to do a lot of work to 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 get to get results. Yeah, I th- there is a conception that it's you know very simple to do and it's a quick get rich scheme, and that's certainly not the case. It does take an extraordinary uh, amount of effort and dedication to get um, you know your site ranked up there, and also getting traffic and sales. So yeah. competition is fierce out there, um, but as, as long as you know the techniques that are going to get you ahead of the rest, then that's where you're going to sort of um, have the potential to earn more revenue from it. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's what. Uh, do you have, do you feel you have to fight the fact that um, a lot of people think it's easy going and easy money? Yes, but those people come and go. I mean, they get disillusioned very quickly um, because they think they can spend maybe half an hour a day um, on on a project and, and get instant returns. So, uh, the, the real people that you know do a lot of reading um, on on blogs such as you know Search Cowboys, Affiliates for You, and, and the like. Uh, are going to get a lot out of it, but they just have to understand that um, there is a way to do it. It's not just a, a matter of putting a blog up and, and, and leaving it. No, okay. uh, though, though a lot of people do that, I think, but, and then fail. I think they do. I mean, th- I mean, you guys will probably agree that you know link building is is critical for affiliates, and that sometimes is quite difficult because the product is of a very commercial nature. So, um, you know, that's something that affiliates need to do. Almost instantly, yeah. I guess. I actually talked to an affiliate today and he said, well, um, uh, about link building and he said that the biggest problem actually is getting links. But he, he also mm. said, I'm not, not giving my competitors any links, so why should I expect one of them? And, <laughs> well, there, there you go, that's your problem. How do you get links? It, it's really hard. I mean, a, a lot of affiliates right now are just you know putting you know, scores of press releases out um, through the, the various free or paid press release channels. And, and some of those can, can give you good uh, good links in, uh, especially for new sites and, uh, you know, for good anchor text as well. So that, that, that's, that's a, a little technique that lots of affiliates here are using. I think that's also the reason why you see a lot of affiliates turning down SEO and starting in PPC. Or is that just an, an observation from... from from outside, because I'm not really into that, that much into affiliates. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, historically, you either did SEO or PPC, and I think there is a crossover. And, you, you know, PPC affiliates are starting to wake up the fact that they should really be optimizing all their landing pages for SEO. Um, and maybe you get SEO affiliates that have optimized their sites effectively, know it converts, and, and are having a play with, you know, paid search and getting good mm-hmm. returns. 
Yeah, they're really starting a lot of affiliates. Uh, if, if I look at the Netherlands, what's happening, a lot of affiliates are trying to get a marketing mix. Uh, but before they were only focusing on one channel and now they're yeah. trying to fix on multiple channels like email marketing. They do a little bit of conversion optimization as well over all channels. They're starting to use web analytics. They're more like getting professional companies instead of <laughs> That's right. really, the, really the, the, the people who were in there for a quick buck and, and, the, and a good drink. So it's actually and, and becoming a, a really business, a real business. Yeah, I think that that's one of the, the shifts I'm, I'm starting to see over here, and and um, the the polarization between the, the people who earn a, a one cell a month or do one cell a month or do uh, 150. I think the, the, that's that's been uh, growing bigger. The gap between them. Uh, it I don't is. Know if, if you see that as well, there is a gap. Um, just wanted to say something briefly about you know risk management and a lot of affiliates at the moment are you know putting all their eggs in one basket and you know the classic example of, of dabbling with PPC if you're an SEO affiliate you know if you do get wiped out at least you have a secondary income source while uh, things are a bit turbulent and mm-hmm. affiliates are certainly growing in number um, and the size of the companies and, and a lot of them were sort of one man band affiliates and a lot of them are, are still very successful and they've chosen that route as a, a lifestyle choice you know they're happy you know you know earning 100,000 euros a year which is fantastic and, and they don't want to employ staff they, they want to have a good playboy lifestyle um, and others will prefer to build a business and, and, and have a, a tangible asset that they could poten- potentially sell. Um, and employ upwards of 20, 30, and you know, there's super affiliates here that um, have upwards of 50 staff, so it's it's quite uh, enormous. Yeah, okay. So, do you see any any differences between the different countries in Europe, the affiliate countries? There, there is a difference in terms of the, the level um, of uh, how advanced, I guess, the, the industries are. You certainly have um, Germany. And I'd say the UK um, very much ahead of most other territories. Um, and that's no disrespect to, to the other countries out there. It's just the way um, that affiliate marketing has progressed and the way that many of the networks are uh, from Germany, UK and the Nordics. So um, places like, uh, let's say, the Netherlands, France and Spain uh, have big markets, but they're not quite up to, to speed with some of the, um, the channels that affiliates are using to get traffic. So that gives an opportunity for um, other affiliates in other countries to tap into those markets while the, the market is still fresh and young. Mm-hmm. I, I think that also has something to do with scalability. Over here, in, at least in the Netherlands, that, that has something to do with scalability. I mean, if you have like 80 million uh, Germans doing <laughs> of potential buyers or 14 or 15 million uh, Dutch people, Dutch guys, yep. um, that has a lot of there's a lot of there's a big difference between there and the same with the UK. I think you have 44 million people over there, something like that. Yeah, but I think a bit more than that now. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> great. <laughs> more more market share for us then. But yeah. if you look at that, I mean, if you what happens is if you look at search companies, um, I think in the UK also a lot of search companies do uh, affiliate management besides it and also run affiliate projects at, at the side. The same you see in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, those are way more mixed together. And, and when you see in the Netherlands, you see like pure consulting companies doing uh, SEO consultancy or even SEA, pure uh, uh, PPC uh, companies. And I think that that's a big difference because um, there isn't, isn't that much. Sure, there's a lot of money to be made, 
but there isn't as the the, the mountains aren't aren't that, as high in, as in a neighboring countries. Yeah, it's also because there are a lot of different rules going around. For example, if you want to do a poker site, you cannot do it in Holland. You're not allowed to. So sure. for affiliates in Holland, it's not it's not interesting. It's it's less interesting to do affiliate uh, because there's less money to be uh, earned because there's no such thing as a as a poker sites which you can set up uh, unless you're you're putting it up in the UK, of course. But then but for that for a lot of Dutchmen, that's that's a step too far. So I think that that is a big part. That that was a big uh, part also in in the reason why the Dutch aren't really. Um, well, high-numbered in affiliate and why SEO companies are not doing affiliate stuff also because, well, it's not the big numbers. Sure. Yeah. I think it's time for a break. I think it's break. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go for another round of commercials uh, and we're hoping that Roy's favorite commercial is going to be there. And uh, I think uh, we're going to be back after the break. And Search Cowboys will be back on the trail after this. Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Inbox Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Search Cowboys on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, it's nice to be back. Um, I, I just have to fig- figure out another question. Um, <laughs> I what got could one. be hot? In, okay, what, what, I, I got one as well. Um, what, what are the trends you see right now in, in affiliate marketing uh, over in the UK? Right, all the trends. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. 
you know, I don't really want to talk about voucher codes, but I, I feel because it's so huge right now, we, we probably should. Um, you know, voucher codes are a, a huge proportion of the market right now in the UK, probably around 35% of, of revenue. Um, there's been lots of talk about it. Um, is it quite big in the Netherlands as well? You know, voucher codes, discount codes? No, yeah. it's it's really small. I have like vouchercode.nl. And Do you? It, it does. <laughs> Yes, I have. <laughs> but, I might call you um, after. <laughs> no, but really, there is like, yes, there's traffic, but there's not, um, you don't earn a lot of money with it. As far as I see, there are two big players right now. Um, mm-hmm. They are getting a lot of traffic, right? a lot of traffic, but um, it's, they, they, um, they get all the voucher codes from, from other sites as well. It's not personalized yeah. voucher codes you get the money for. So, I don't know, there's, there's just not that much vouchers on, on the, um, on the uh, network kind of deals. And I, th- I think that's holding me back a little bit to put more time in it because you know, I, I'm, I don't want to promote a lot of stuff that, that I'm not going to earn money on or actually uh, make some money for somebody else. It's, I mean, in the, in the UK, I'm just trying to look at some, a report from hitwise.com um, who monitor all the ISPs for, for traffic and, and trends. Um, and they were saying that the searches for discount vouchers increased by 47.5% over the last 12 months. So that, that's quite a significant increase. Ooh, um, yeah. and, and it shows that uh, consumers are really looking for vouchers, um, possibly at the beginning of their sales journey or even at the very end of it, um, which is very important, of course, for affiliate marketing because that is the, the fundamental way that it works of uh, the last click wins. Um, but voucher codes are so huge that, you know, I noticed that there was a report yesterday about Ask Jeeves. I don't know if anyone saw that. Um, Ask Jeeves, um, resurrected search engine. Uh, yeah, I know, I, I, know, I know Ask Jeeves. I didn't read the report. What was it about? Um, it, it's basically that, you know, if, if you type in any big blue chip, um, you know, merchant here in the UK, they've actually got the vouchers um, as part of a partnership with a company called Bview. Um, on the right-hand side of the page. So it's actually giving you a voucher code um, on the page while searching for a merchant name. So it, it does beg the question, affiliates are always very sceptical, if, if people I ask are doing this, then you know, eventually will it open it up to, to other search engines? Are they thinking this? And, and that could affect revenue for uh, certain affiliates um, and, yeah. and building revenue for the engines. So, I mean, what, what do you guys think on that? I, I I know Ask Ask is is one of those search engines which tries out a lot of stuff and they're they're doing all mm. sorts of adverse stuff also with with Google Ads and f- making them look like they're theirs and stuff like that. So I don't know if Ask is really um, well something you have to look at and then think well that's what other search engines are going to do going to be doing. But if if they are going to do that, then that's a big step. Uh, which is big danger for affiliates, I think, because then hmm. well, you, you, you're going to be competing with them. It's, it's kind of, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's happened, isn't it, with, with Google product search as well, you know, with, with the universal search coming in. And, and, and affiliates, uh, you know, right, it could be a, a very small percentage, but uh, potentially getting less traffic and Google sending them direct to, to merchant product pages rather than through, say, a price comparison site or um, a product review site that uh, you know, affiliate sites. Yeah, but that hasn't really lifted up yet, has it? 
Well, I mean, it, it hasn't yet. I mean, it, I think it's a niggling concern at the back of affiliates' mind, but you're right. I don't think it has. No, 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 no I don't think either. But if if Ask is doing, I don't know the percentage uh, of Ask users in the UK. I think it's a couple of percentage market share, so it's not not really big. But they're no. they're going to be trying out stuff like that just to keep their heads up in, in competition with Google. So it doesn't surprise me that they're trying stuff out like that. But I think I think for those couple of percentages they they uh, have in search search uh, volume right now I think it's a lot of money and a lot of traffic because we can't imagine how much it is but I mean it's just a small percentage but it's enough for them to to continue and if you do smart affiliate stuff with it or or smart deals with it you you can earn an, uh, a good piece of, good piece of the pie I think you can also turn it around why shouldn't they absolutely yeah. I think there's one search engine in the Netherlands um, who is actually they they it's like find find.nl something like that and what they did is um, they just organically ranked um, every every page and what they did is added affiliate links based on those organic rankings. Yeah, in between <laughs> the normal results. In the organic results. Yeah, and you're getting results. Well, that's that's not nice. <laughs> no, but it's if, not nice. But two percent market share, and it's it's a lot of money, I guess. So yeah, not? but if you're tricking if you're tricking your users, then you're going to lose your users. But is is us going to do it uh, on the side, like like AdWords stuff, uh, like that, Matthew? Yeah, it's on the the right hand side. So if, if for example you type in Argus or Curry's um, two big electrical and, and generic retailers here, um, you, you'll probably see. Uh, five or six voucher codes that will link direct through to uh, to the merchant uh, with a voucher code. So they're, 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 they should be earning affiliate revenue from them or having a partner uh, where they're paying, I, I presume, per click or something like that um, to them. So, yeah, it's just interesting, interesting find. Um, another thing, if, if I guess we move on and what's hot in, in the affiliate land is, is is something about the value of affiliates in, in the long term um, – a big topic at a few expo in, in in london in october and and this is looking at um how merchants are looking at the whole purchase chain and who influences the decision for um a consumer to, to make a purchase so mm-hmm. at the moment um it's always last click wins and and that could be anybody it could be perhaps someone that's doing some some paid search um through google adwords um it could be the merchant themselves who will probably deduplicate against the affiliate channel or it could be another affiliate that's bidding on say brand or other terms or perhaps even a voucher code affiliate who are very close to the end of the trail who who would get the commission so a lot of research is being done by um, agencies here into um, who has influence and and that i think is going to be debated at the show in october okay that's very interesting yeah, just in the Netherlands, there was uh, something uh, the same as this on branding value. And I was looking back, then I think Atlas from Microsoft also did a mm. uh, big white paper on engagement mapping, which is also pretty pretty nice to see because what they did is um, put out a display and put out search and combine together. And that will lift the uh, conversion rate by 22% or something like that, which, which is a big number, I think. So um, the, the engagement mapping is really that's just the thing we hear in the Netherlands as well. Who, who should be earning it? I mean, I mean a review site uh, loses a lot of money on on vouchers, for instance, or on paid search. 
uh, although they're they're this um, upfront in the chain in the, in the value chain that they uh-huh. should deserve a little a lot more money than that because they do a lot more work for for um, what they get. True. Yeah. So I think it, it, I can imagine that being a big big amount and and, and sure when when you know, the budgets are are huge as in the UK right now. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's important to know that to know which yeah, where you attribute your your value. Now who's going to speak about that? Uh, is there uh, you have a big line of speakers? Who's going to be talking about stuff like this? Um, that that particular session is um, going to be presented by Matt Bailey, who's actually the chair of the Internet Advertising Bureau Affiliate Council, yeah. so, um, but he's also head of affiliates at um, I Level. Um, okay. So that, that one will be very interesting, and I know he's putting a lot of work into that, and he's got some big clients, and um, he's going to be researching all those sort of things. There's also an affiliate apocalypse channel, um, a ch- um, session, um, which is on day two. That, that sounds very... Uh... <laughs> it's, yeah, it does sound a bit dramatic, doesn't it? Um, yeah. but, but that's basically looking at you know how affiliates can add value and, and um, what they can do um, to... to Add value in the merchant size, so um, having a long-term strategy, I guess. Okay. And uh, um, if you look at the, since we're at FU Expo, uh, and if you look at the uh, uh, what we just talked about, then social media will be will, will be more important if um, if people are going to be able to earn money earlier in the chain, right? Because right now, is is it's not for some affiliates, it's not interesting to do social media because they're not getting it, getting anything out of it, so that 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 was probably uh, uh, one thing that that's going to be on the on on the topics list also. Yeah, I mean, social media is a huge topic for affiliates right now, and, and you're right; some people aren't embracing it as much as they really should at this stage. Um, most affiliates I know are, are probably um, mass um, building uh, Twitter names uh, for use. I'm not sure if you're allowed to do that, but <laughs> they are. Um, because you can use these to rank in Google. I mean, this is your guys' area, and, and you know, there's nothing stopping you promoting um, merchants through the affiliate channel. And it could be just something as, as mundane as a model number for a, an LED or LCD TV. Um, you know, if we can get that ranked in top 10 in Google, it's it's an easy hit, and it doesn't cost any money. Um but that's one way of doing it. And, and some of the other things that we're going to be talking about is how to use Twitter. Um, we've got three speedy presentations and one's on personal profile building. One is utilizing it through, um, you know, merchants, as I just was talking about. Um, and the other one is how to, to use it as um, a merchant or as a retailer, that, that, you know, themselves. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to be in that room. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, if you look at the show, in what what other SEO uh, persons are going to be there? Some speakers which are, which search people might know. Um, all right. Well, we've got. Let's think. Um, we've got David Naylor. Dave Naylor. Dave N. Um, I think you was know on him. the show Who's last that? week. Who's that? I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually. Yeah, he's supposed to be there. Of course, he's always uh, he's always at your conferences, right? Yeah, he he he, lo- he loves the conference. I mean, it's a great pleasure to have him back this year. Um, I think he's back for his third time. Uh, yeah. he, he's talking on something. I mean, we've put him in the deep end this year. He's going to do a presentation. Um, oh. <laughs> he likes to, he likes to sit on a panel. <laughs> he's actually on a panel later, but he's um, 
I've got in to do a session on how to make a splash with SEO. So imagine if you're in a, a, an industry or new niche where you've got sort of grandfathered competition. How can you get into there and, and make money and get rank? So I think that should be good. Yeah. It's, it's an early bird, I see. 9.15. Ouch. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's quite early. That's <laughs> first day, though. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've got an opening. You've got parties on every night as well, so that's <laughs> that doesn't mean uh, the first day is going to be easy for him. Uh, as also, so uh, of course, the Mario's family there, um, uh, John and Lisa. Uh, yeah, John, so, John, yep. yeah, John's going to be moderating uh, some panels again, I think. Yeah, he's his first time at the conference for John. He's he's helped me out massively with some uh, sessions, and he's he's moderating a few sessions, I believe. Um, I think he's a great moderator and, and people have uh, respect him as a great moderator so it's, it's great to have him and he's doing um, let's have a look he's doing one on Beyond Linkbait uh, with Dixon and Calvin Newman um, what else do we have I think we have Marcus from Germany yep we've got Marcus Tandler um, Marcus is popping onto the extreme SEO panel debate which is always popular um, Dave ends on there as well with Richard Baxter from SEO okay. Gadget, so that would be really interesting. And Kieran Norris is uh, moderating that one, so uh, he, he's going to keep them all all legal. I hope. <laughs> I think well, Kieran did a great job last year, so yeah, he's one of the best moderators around. I think so. That's that's going to be a fun session to uh, to to visit. And uh, uh, you're going to be speaking yourself. Um, I'm going to do a little bit probably just a bit of opening spiel and uh, I might pop in and moderate a couple of sessions too. Okay. Well, we're going to also um, um, we, we, we kick off a series of small interviews on uh, uh, on Search Cowboys with the uh, some of the speakers. We're going to have them uh, uh, interviewed for a couple of minutes. Uh, me and John Myers are going to do that. And uh, so if, if you're interested in reading a little bit more and hearing a little bit more of the speakers, then be sure to, to look at Serge Cowboys in the next coming weeks uh, heading up to the show. Um, any last thing you want to say about the show? Why should we go there? In one well, line. Um, in one line. Oh, we, should, we should tell him <laughs> that. He shouldn't have to say that himself. I mean, it's the best conference. I know why I'm going. But. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's... It's it's perfectly um, put together. I mean, it's a great location. It's it's, it's a great lineup. Um, I don't think there's any doubt to go there. Uh, I would be there if if I wasn't having a kid. If my wife, my girlfriend wasn't having a kid around that time. I mean, uh, did otherwise, pay, I would did you pay him for this, Matthew? Or <laughs> no, no, no. Why should he? I mean, no, really. I mean, it's it's a great conference, and and you should definitely go there because it's it's the best value for money you can get right now. I mean, yes, yes, it's a great conference, um, but it's expensive, and it's the same level. And, and 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 there are there's most parties, which is great, I think. But uh, yeah, we have um, we've we've got free bars, bar tabs running for the three nights, um, and we've got hot food this year as well, uh, which is good. We didn't have that last year, so we've got hot food in the evenings. Uh, sorry, in, at lunchtime, and we've got um, a big after show party as well, where we've got traditional fish and chips and uh, curry as well. Great British fare. Um, so yeah, make the most of that. Ah, uh, it's gonna be great. My hotel is actually around the corner. I, I, I'm staying uh, next door, and uh, I also heard that it's a walking distance from uh, uh, from the airport. So uh, that's all going to be perfect. Um, okay, well, uh, we're almost out of time, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, uh, the, 
APU Expo again, 13 and 14 October in the XL in London. Uh, still tickets left, uh, Matthew? Yeah, we've still got tickets left. Um, in fact, did, did we not? Ha- did we have a voucher code to give you um, for your listeners? Uh, um, yeah. If not, I can set one up. Let, let's call it Cowboys 10, and that will give anyone who registers 10% off. Um, good to hear. It's a delegate price. Yeah, very good. So uh, people head over to the A4UExpo.com website, and there you can uh, uh, get yourself a ticket. And, you know, uh, at least Matthew's going to be there, I'm going to be there, and uh, Roy's going to be there in mind um, because his wife's going to have a baby. And uh, But we'll keep him up to date on uh, what, what will be going on. So um, we want to thank our producers uh, for this show. We thank, uh, of course, uh, um, Matthew for being on the show. It was good having you. Hope you're going uh, to come back sometime uh, on this it's show. A pleasure. Thank um, you for having me. Oh, very, very nice having you. Uh, what's your Twitter name? Um, it's one word, Matthew Wood. Matthew Wood. Okay. If you uh, follow him uh, on Twitter, twitter.com slash Matthew Wood. You can follow Roy at uh, Chapter42. Search Cowboys, of course, and my Twitter name is Blast from the Belt. Uh, Don't forget to follow Brasco at BMR. And uh, we thank you for listening to the show. Um, If you want to listen to it again, you can download it from Webmaster Radio or listen to it from the site. And show notes and all the links will be posted on searchcowboys.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everyone.